Hello, Daddy Gang. Happy New Year. I hope you guys had the absolute best New Year. Whether you stayed home, watched a movie, drank some tea, or you went out and raged your face off and blacked out and made out with someone that you wish you hadn't or maybe you made out with the person that you always wanted to make out with or you didn't have a new year's kiss but you had the time of your life whatever it is happy motherfucking new year daddy gang this year is going to be absolutely insane bruce i'm trying to do an intro for caller daddy bruce do you want to do the intro for this week I will be back next week, but I clearly need to go train my dog. I picked one of my favorite, favorite episodes to re-release this week. You guys remember our favorite gal, Renee Rapp. Since Renee Rapp came on, Daddy Gang, she had her new album come out. She is going to be in the new Mean Girls movie. Renee is everywhere. She has had such an incredible year and I'm so, so happy for her. So I figured why not relive our glory days with Renee. She sings at the end of this episode. Make sure you stay till the end because her voice is literally angelic. Bruce is having a mental breakdown, so I got to go. So daddy gang enjoy and I will see you guys next week for a very exciting episode. Are you okay? Are you okay? What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Renee Rapp, welcome to Call Her Daddy. Thanks, man. I am so happy to have you here. Every fucking other DM on Instagram is like, please have Renee on. Please have Renee on. I'm like, I know I want to have her on. Everyone come down. It's going to fucking happen. So I'm so happy that we're giving the people what they want today. Always. Let's update the people on how you're feeling. You're a little yeah. hungover. Yeah. What did you do last night? Well, I went. So there was there was a Spotify uh, party last night because it's Grammy week. I was supposed to go to that. Well, good thing you're seeing me today, not <laughs> last night. Because sometimes, most of the time, when I get drunk or sober, we like me and my friends always like get in fights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, not with each other, with other people. Oh, okay. <laughs> Note to yeah. self: Don't run into Renee when I'm drunk. <laughs> no, genuinely don't. Actually, because also it's not a good representation of who I am. So you are like the moment right now. I feel like everyone is fucking talking about you. You're everywhere. I was just telling you before, like I'm scrolling on TikTok and every other fucking scroll is you. And yeah. I told you, I'm like, thank fucking God it's you though, because I actually like you. So when you sorry. have that one person on your algorithm, you're like, get the fuck off my page. Bro, you're like, please leave me alone. Yeah. But actually, how does it feel to be where you're at in your career right now? I feel like it feels like equal parts exciting and equal parts... um scary and also like the biggest part of it is like I just like I talked so much shit my whole life about doing this so like thank fucking god I'm finally doing it because I think like it would have been like really embarrassing if it didn't work out you're saying like you would tell everyone like oh I'm gonna fucking make it I'm gonna be a singer or an actress or I literally like when I was in fifth grade I told my parents I was like I'm not going to college I'm gonna be Beyonce where did yeah. you get that confidence, do you think? I have no idea. It's like delusion. It's all delusion. I genuinely don't fucking know. You just like always knew you were meant to be a performer and you loved it. 100%. I always only ever wanted to do music. Like that was just like it. I was just like, I was like writing songs before I could like talk. Like there's like videos of me like naked <laughs> while I was a child. Not, not, nah. Um, there's like videos <laughs> well, of me like, nah. You're not creepily, but like. Uh, um, as like a child, like in like a diaper with like a harmonica. Like making like what would be like a song and shit like that. And then like writing things.
This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Okay, so you grew up in Charlotte. Yeah. Which, when I was, like, getting prepared for this interview, I was like, why uh-huh. did I think you're, like, a city girl? Like, you come off as, like, born and raised in New York. And then it, you do give, like... Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe you just, like, give that energy. And so Thank I was like, wow, you. you're from the South. I lie a lot and say that I'm from Charlotte. I'm, like, technically from outside of Charlotte mm-hmm. in, like, a town called Huntersville, which is just, like, hick. What was your high school experience like? high school was wild for me because my first two years in high school I went to like a a normal high school um and then I transferred to an art school because it's a very like long-winded thing but being that I wanted to be Beyonce and I didn't want to go to college um yeah I had to and my parents were like my dad was like kicking me out of the house he was like what the fuck are you doing you don't think you're gonna go to college I was like bet that I'm gonna show you and so high school was weird because I was in a regular high school for the first two years and I absolutely hated myself and it just sucked why did you hate yourself um I like I was like such an overly emotional kid always and I still am like a very like hyper emotional person and I just like I think like I come off very hard at least I thought I used to Um, and I am so sensitive. And so I think like the like duality of me, like coming across kind of hard and like confident and like cool and like very chill. And then like actually like everything fucking hurting me, like beyond belief was nauseating. And I also had horrible friends, like horrible friends. And I had really horrible friends when I was a kid. And so it was just like years of like me, like despising who I was emotionally, Mm -hmm. my friends and my friend's mothers despising who I was period end of that sentence and it was just it was just crazy but then when I switched to arts high school I kind of started just like doing my own thing Mm -hmm. and I mean it was still actually like trash and like the friends moms hating me like got like 10 times worse wait why are these moms hating you yeah let me fucking tell you so (laughs) so the theater mommies didn't like me 
They did not fuck with me. They created a group chat about me. I was told through my friends that there was this group chat that was basically them like shitting on the like high school musical casting process and shitting on the fact that I had da 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 whatever. And I was like, okay, so grown people are also stupid. Because I was like, I was like, you're 40 plus year old women hating on a teenager. Right. For your kids' sake, that's embarrassing. I can actually relate a lot to you saying like you almost have this like really hard exterior, Mm -hmm. but inside you're super sensitive. But I'm assuming you're like in those situations like high school, it can be off-putting to some kids of like, why is she so cocky and confident and all this? Where it's like, hundred percent, I'm tr- I'm having to at times fake it so I believe in myself. Absolutely, but Which, it can be yeah. off-putting to other people. Hundred percent. So socially, you're like, I'm just trying to fucking be Beyonce over here, yeah. okay, and yes. trying to get out of Charlotte. It, thank you for seeing me. Yeah, yes. yeah. But <laughs> I get where like in those like high school environments, yeah. it can be like very like, well, she's the fucking bitch, or she's this and she's yeah. that. When it's really like. Well, why do you think Renee is acting this way? Like, maybe she's feeling whatever it was. Totally. Well, and also, like, to be clear, like, I don't think it absolves me from ever being a bitch. Because, like, Mm -hmm. I can remember thousands of times in, like, school growing up that I was a total bitch. Yeah. Completely. Which I think, like, and and maybe not everybody feels this way. Maybe I really am just a bitch. But, like, (laughs) I, like, can remember, like, so many things from my childhood that I'm, like, holy shit I cannot believe I fucking did that or oh my god I can't believe I said that if you had to try to get underneath it like why do you think you have that like anger in you I have anger issues (laughs) I have a mood disorder like I just like I I have like my different little like mental health things yeah um but I think like now I understand it so much better right um, because I just am, I'm so emotional. Yeah. I'm just really, really, really super sensitive. When you said like you would lie about being from Charlotte, mm-hmm. why would you lie about that? I like resented like being from like the like South so yeah. much. And also like where I grew up in Charlotte mm-hmm. or to hello, right. where I grew up in Huntersville, mm-hmm. um, is like super like ass backwards and like very conservative. At least it was when I was a kid. And so like. I just felt like very, I was like, I just really do not fit here. I was like, I do not fit here. Like, I felt like everybody was like super like fucked and like homophobic and Mm -hmm. like just like not fun and great. And it was just, it just like sucked. Which I feel like then like, again, makes sense of like that recipe for like you pushing against the grain of what everyone else was doing, feeling like you weren't meant to be there career wise and Mm -hmm. also with your sexuality being from the south and having like you're saying everyone being like homophobic when did you start to like explore your sexuality um when i was when i was 14 i like was doing a musical (laughs) and this girl who was the lead of the musical like just looked super like i don't know she was just like different like she just she had like red like spiky hair and like she never wore a bra and like that was so nice to me that was nice I was like that's she's different you know because like growing up in fucking Huntersville like it was just like I was like damn but yeah she was just like so cute to me and she was much older than me and she carried herself with just like the most like amazing demeanor ever of like I felt like she was just like super like fuck it like whatever and I was just like obsessed with her and I figured out one day I went home um 
because I genuinely and this is like I don't know if this is a bad thing or if it's not but honestly I was just like so intrigued by her Mm -hmm. and like she never wore a bra which was amazing but I was like I can't I I cannot I cannot stop looking at this girl's boobs like 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 that was the moment that I was like oh okay and I went home and I started full-blown crying had a meltdown I was like oh my god I'm gay I was like damn it I was like that's crazy because like I had never heard anything surrounding that in a positive light because the one like queer person that I knew in my life is a family member of mine who I really looked up to who got absolutely shitted on by everybody in our family and so all I ever heard was like oh like and she was bisexual at the time they were like oh well she needs to pick a side and like oh well she's you know she just she's whatever whatever you you shouldn't be around her kind of thing like you never know who's gonna like make you gay it genuinely and so I had a full-blown panic attack and I was laying in my bed and I was screaming crying which is hilarious in hindsight because like imagine like 14 year old me like screaming crying I'm gay Ah!" you know I was like oh my god and also I was like well gotta pick a side have to be a lesbian so I decided that I would call my friend at the time and I was like hey I just want to let you know um I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. And she was like, oh, I'm okay. Cool. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like fighting through tears. But I was like, I just like hated everything about that as a kid. And so she was like, okay, so do you think you like don't like boys at all? And I was like, no, 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 no. I I still do. I still do. But I'm I'm a lesbian though. I'm a lesbian. And she was like, "Mm, I don't, I don't know about that. And I was like, nah, man, like gotta be one gotta pick a side gotta do it so I was like I'm a lesbian she was like I think you're bisexual I was like you're kidding and that was so intriguing to me and then yeah that's so interesting too because I bet Mm -hmm. so many people watching and listening are like Mm -hmm. oh my god I had such a similar experience like this was my sexual awakening and then all of a sudden I remember being in my room and like trying to figure out how I'm gonna handle this because the people around me in my life do not at all like accept anything other than a heterosexual relationship totally how did you tell your parents and how did they react? So I think like for for a really long time, I thought that I just like never like officially had like a coming out thing because I I would always say I was like, I just like never really came out because I just felt so incredibly accepted and like and um, fine. And I actually think now <laughs> after like doing like so much work in therapy and also just like growing up and living, you know, away from home and whatever – um, I was just like laughed at every time I tried to come out. Like I, I was just laughed at. So then I like never really talked about it. And I had always just said, I was like, I just was one of those people that never felt like they really had to come out. And to be honest, like I feel like my genuine like coming out to my family, mm-hmm. close and extended, has been doing college girls. Because now that part of me is like on display in a very palatable way Mm -hmm. um which I think is also like kind of fucked up in a way that I'm like yeah like now I'm like on a tv show and I'm like very publicly like out and accepted as a bisexual woman and on the show like as a gay woman and a lesbian woman now like it's like really cool for everybody and everybody's like yeah oh my god amazing I did not have that same support as a kid and so I resent it in a lot of ways 
it's it's still really really hard because I never like fully will believe that somebody who like treated me like that as a kid is now really accepting of it I'm like you just like it now because it's like comfortable for you and it's like something exciting that you can like romanticize around my life now if you have like a little bit of hindsight like how do you think that affected how you like viewed yourself worth like like horribly horribly like the first year doing college girls was terrible really? it was terrible yeah it sucked so bad because at the time I was in a heteronormative rela- relationship and I like hated going to work because I was like I was like I don't think I'm like good enough to be here I don't think like I can be here I don't think I can be doing this and I was like I was like maybe I'm just like trying too hard and then I would like come home and I would psych myself out literally and I will never forget like I like sat on my like front porch and I like called one of my friends and I was like I was like, I am straight. I was like, I think I'm just straight. I I can't do this. I can't do this. And they were like, what the fuck is going on with you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, but I can't. And I was just like in a panic constantly. And I wasn't, (laughs) but I was so freaked out by the idea of like my sexuality not being like finite or people laughing at me or like me laughing at myself that I hated the first year of filming. How did you decide to take on a character that, plays a lesbian i was just so thanks man that that was the cutest thing ever um i was just so excited when i got the audition too because like i felt like that was again like a part of me that i'd like only like my friends really like knew about like i was then like a lot more comfortable with it as i got older but like i remember like getting that audition breakdown and being so excited because i'd also never been like submitted to audition for like a queer character and I was like I was like it was so exciting right and so then like doing the job being such a mind fuck was like so scary because also like you know I'm like on a show that like (laughs) there are a lot of men around Mm -hmm. there are a lot of men around there are a lot of gay men around there are a lot of straight men around there are a lot of older men around me on set right so I'm going through set doing these scenes and I'm also having (laughs) gay men come up to me and be like, so like, are you like really gay? Like you just play and I was like, oh, and I know that sounds like such a little like frou-frou thing. And I also understand there's like an immense level of like difference when it comes to like people who are bisexual, specifically also like I'm a cis white woman who is bisexual, right? Like that's also loaded in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And I understand that it still really like fucking pissed me off and it made me just like second guess everything about myself and so I felt like I was to no one else's real fault except for like my like formative childhood years and myself I was beating myself up so much it's like a mind fuck for you probably to be playing a character that's struggling coming out while you're also still struggling with your sexuality and then people are like wait are you actually fucking gay it was like so crazy Wow. It was so crazy. And I, and I, oh, I also just like the biggest part of it was like, I really like, I wanted so badly to do a good job. Mm-hmm. Like not even really as an actor. Like, yeah, that was like a part of it. But I was just like, whatever. I was like, if I'm not good at acting, they'll just fire me and that'll be easier. Yeah. But like, I wanted to play the role in a way that like 
if I saw it as a kid, it would like feel good to me. And so I also like wanted to do a good job so bad that I was just like so nervous all the time. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, it was like so much the first season. What is your relationship now with your parents? Um, It's like great now, I think. Like, I think it's wild because like I just turned 23. Mm-hmm. So I'm even like discovering like so much about my relationship with my family now. Mm-hmm. Um. My dad is my best friend in the whole wide world. And it's so interesting because we, like, would go at it growing up. Like, go at it. And, like, I was a fucking madhouse as a kid. Like, I was a monster. Mm -hmm. And also, I was told that I was. Like, to be clear, like, my family, extended family, friends, like, referred to me as, like, a ticking time bomb. Like, that doesn't feel great as a kid. It really doesn't. Um, And also, to be, like, the like girl child in the family and to be like told like you're constantly so dramatic and so emotional and to actually under the surface of all of that like have a massive anxiety disorder um was really crazy but as I love to say um I'm very close with my parents now and getting out of the house like changed a lot of it um because when I did the whole like theater thing right like go to the art school try to win this try to win this and then try to get a job working in new york and then very luckily like did that's not wood but okay and um (laughs) i'm like woohoo um i started working in mean girls on broadway and i was really really sick had a horrible eating disorder and i was laying in my bed in new york and i remember facetiming my parents and I was like, I cannot go to work. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I can't go to that place. Like, I physically cannot be there. This is scaring the shit out of me. Like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't put on those costumes. Not after everything that's happened. Not after changing my costumes. Not after this whole thing. Like, that was not my decision. I, I can't, I can't be there. Mm-hmm. I'm a kid. I'm a fucking kid. My parents changed their attitude from, you're so dramatic, to, oh, holy shit, like, there are things that are happening to you publicly, and you don't have control over them. We are flying to New York, and we're going to come and get you. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, to everyone that doesn't know the full, like, the timeline of your careers, like, after high school, you moved to New York City, and you get the role as Regina George in Broadway. Yeah. Did you get an eating disorder while on Broadway? I had an eating disorder starting... I like now know mm-hmm. um, when I was 10 okay. it started I was like I danced competitively my whole life and okay. it was really like a mind fuck on me mm-hmm. um, and uh, <laughs> it was bad and then it like changed when I got into Mean Girls because it went from like a binge eating disorder to like I'm not eating at all um, and it was, re- it was it was really tough when you said they like changed your costumes, like what do you mean? My costumes were changed, and it was not my decision. Like changed as in like sizing or like the, the actual outfit. The actual wanted. outfit that I was wearing. So I was in the show, and I was just like more curvy than like the other girl who had done it and the other girls who had been in the role, and um, I was like there was a there was an outfit in the beginning or no it's somewhere like through the the thing um that was like a corset it's like a halloween thing it was like a corset and like fishnets um 
and like no pants, obviously, because it's like a corset, and it's like a little da da da, right? So I'm already like wildly insecure and like super uncomfortable. And then um, uh, certain people came to see the show, um, who I don't know or work with anymore. And um, then like all of a sudden, I like got a call from somebody who worked on the show that was like, "Hey, by the way, I just want to let you know we're sending you into these fittings." Um, and we're just going to, like, change some costumes. I'm really sorry. And I was like, really sorry? I was like, what do you mean? And um, they were like, yeah, I know. It's just like, you know, if it's nothing that makes you comfortable, then, like, totally just, like, tell us. And, like, we can just, like, go back to the old ones. But, like, we're going to send you into this fitting. And so I was really confused. And so I remember calling my mom and being like, why did I just get called that, like, I'm going into another fitting? And I was like, this is kind of weird. And um, she was like, no, I think it's fine. And I was like, okay. So I go into the fitting, and I saw that, like, they were putting – um like a skirt over my corset and stuff and I knew when I got in there I was like oh I know what this is for I was like I know exactly what this is and um because I could tell by the demeanor of the costumers and the people they were like we're so sorry and I was like I was like 19 years old and I was like oh fuck mind you at the time I'm already in the show and getting like horrific messages from people online that's like we didn't even want to be at the show because we saw that your like ass was hanging out and da 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 da. Mind you, I'm like, <laughs> then I'm going into interviews as a teenager and like the constant like thing that everyone is asking me is like, how does it feel being like a curvy woman playing a role and da da da? I'm like, a, I'm a teenager. B, this is also a wildly loaded conversation because now you're going to say that I am a bigger person then you're also in a weird way taking up space for people who are actually like bigger bodied than mine that should actually have the nature for that conversation in the space but it was it was just like a very fucked up sort of time in my life so they changed my costumes and I went in to go do my like put in rehearsal um for the show and uh I was the only one in a costume and I like turned around and the whole cast who was amazing uh like everybody like turned around and looked at me and I could see immediately on everybody's face that everybody in that fucking building had known what happened and I wanted to die because they were like oh holy shit and I was like mortified how the fuck did you get through that moment um to be honest everybody around me lied to me and said that uh, it wasn't a problem and it was a thing where they just wanted to highlight my body <laughs> so it was like also nauseating but also like the weird thing was I and not weird but I didn't talk to anybody about it mm. because it I know where this whole thing came from and it did not come from like Tina or Lauren or anybody who I love who works on that show and who I'm about to work with again mm. like it came from nobody who I respected and loved mm -hmm. and so it was really difficult because I was also then like really battling like being very sick and having to pull out of the show all the time because I wasn't eating at all during the day so I would get on stage and I would like be like shaking and like about to pass out and people yeah. would be like oh she's having an anxiety attack let's pull her out for the show mind you I haven't eaten in like 24 hours it was horrible um so yeah every like <laughs> I remember like people who were close to me in my life were just like I think it's just like a thing where they want to like, you know, highlight your curves. And I was like, you think? I was like, I'm pretty sure that like a grown ass man just like told me that like <laughs> I sh I'm not a size to be wearing this on a stage. But yeah. 
Right. You're like, I'm not a fucking idiot. Don't insult me. Like, you're exhausting. already insulting me. Like, it was I know exhausting. what's happening. Yeah. When you were living in New York during that time, like, did you have friends in New York? Like, what was your social life mm-hmm. like? Yeah, I had, I had friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I had friends, but my life, like, really just revolved around work. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, really revolved around, like, being really sick like mm-hmm. sadly like I just would wake up and like try to not eat all day and then go to work and then like drink and go home at what point did you start to feel like you were recovering or like getting closer to accepting your body and like eating healthier like four months ago and also like never it's a really like it's a really like tough like loaded sort of conversation um because it it changed a lot because I would think that I was getting better but actually I would be getting worse but in my brain I was like it and this is such a fucked up way of thinking but my brain was going oh you're able to eat less oh you must be like doing better because I associated that with good so it was really really hard um yeah, so I feel like a couple months ago, but then again, like also like <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, like how does it feel? Because I'm assuming like it it does it negatively affect you that like you have to watch yourself on screen and like watch yourself like in videos or like is is that okay? Like does that trigger um, you? I think so. I think I think it negatively affects me. I think what more so negatively negatively affects me are are comments, mm-hmm. not comments online, like comments I receive on set. Those comments I don't like. Um, and I don't mean that these are like malicious people coming for me. I mean yeah. that these are things that I've actually probably said to people in the last five years that I can't believe I've actually said that. Like mm-hmm. I had somebody say to me that like this really like sent me into a fucking spiral. Um, again, they were not trying to be malicious, but I was like, I was like, hey, can I please get out of this costume? Like I don't feel like I can do my best work in this. Can I just like have some pants or something? I'm really mm-hmm. afraid today. And I had already been super transparent about like I was like, "Hey, I love you. I respect you so much. I'm really struggling. So if I ever um need to change something, please know it has nothing to do with your work and it's everything internally for me. I just yep. want to be really transparent about that cuz it'd be unfair if I didn't." Yep. Um and they would just be like, "Oh my god, but that like looks so slimming on you." And that like makes you look so slim. And I'd be on side and I'd be like, I'd be like oh my god and I know that they were not trying to be malicious which is the hard part right because I'm like I in this moment would love to literally slap the shit out of you but I understand where you're coming from because I guarantee I've said that to someone before right you're just like can you everyone stop fixating on my body because I do it enough myself yeah so please shut the fuck up yes with regard to your music career, a mm-hmm. lot of your music is about heartbreak, falling mm-hmm. in love, um, getting hurt. Mm-hmm. What is like the biggest heartbreak you've ever experienced? The biggest heartbreak that I've ever experienced is I was like I was in a relationship and I was like very much in love with someone and I was really uh invested mm-hmm. and I was really also invested in myself mm-hmm. and that made someone in their family very uncomfortable oh. that I was super into my career and that I didn't think my career should make anybody um like feel bad and so the fucked up part is I started hiding 
my successes from my partner and their family because I knew that if they found out, um, they were not going to be happy with me. And they were going to be like, what'd she get? I've literally gotten that comment before. Wow. And so that was the biggest heartbreak because I was like, damn, like, I really made myself that much smaller for that long of a time to make a man comfortable. I was like, am I the antithesis of everything that I would teach my daughter or my child? I was like, holy shit. It was crazy. It's so crazy because I relate to that so heavily. And I feel like we're two pretty like strong women sitting Mm -hmm. here. And Mm -hmm. like when you're, I can relate to that. Like when you're in it and when you're trying to be successful, like you have to full heartedly believe in yourself. Like we said, even if it's delusional. Yeah. And when you're in a relationship with someone that's trying to make (sighs) you feel less than or make you feel shame for the good shit you're doing, Mm -hmm. you either hide it or you essentially kind of pull back on your career to try to make this person happy but it's like wait what the fuck am I doing I had the same exact situation where I was like I couldn't talk to him about the good things that was happening because it was like he's threatened he's jealous he's insecure and then you don't almost you feel it but you're trying to hold on to it and like micromanage like how can I make this fit and then when you're out you're like what the fuck was I doing? Well, and then the second I was out, like, my entire life changed. Like, mm-hmm. the first... Because bre- also, like, mind you, this breakup, I... Like, was I hurt? Absolutely. But, like, this happened, like, in the weirdest way. And yeah. so, like, I literally laughed. Like, genuinely. Like, <laughs> I remember they are like... They are like, yeah, I just, like... I just don't know. And I literally went... I went... <laughs> I was like, okay. And I hung up the phone. Bye. And... <laughs> And I called my manager. I was like, I just want you to know, this is going to be the greatest motherfucking year of my life. And he was like, what just happened? And I was like, oh, I just, you know, we broke up. But I was like, I feel it, like, in my fingers. I don't know how to explain this, but, like, my entire life, it now makes sense to right. me. And my manager, Adam, was like, are you? are you good? And I was like, honestly, no. I was like, I'm actually not okay at all, but I've never felt better to be myself yeah in my life and it actually was like very real of like the second that I did not have to make someone comfortable and like stay at whatever level of success or um not even success like at whatever level of like hard working whatever like woman like felt like to them and felt Mm -hmm. like to their family um my entire fucking career changed and that's why this last year has been insane because I was like I'm gonna do what I've always wanted to do and what I did not allow myself to do around you and what you did not allow me to do around you and what your father didn't allow me to do around you and I will do it incredibly well and I will look hot as fuck and you will exist somewhere misogyny is a motherfucker because even it's so what is such a mind fuck is I'm so incredibly like oh my God, I would go through that entire experience 10 times over again and that heartbreak 10 times over again and that abandonment 20 times over again to be where I am right now. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, if I if you told me go through that again and then you will be at EGOT, hello, I'm going through it twice with two different people at the same time. Break <laughs> up with me. Leave me. Let's do this double, Let's bitch. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Run it up. Let's do it again. But, but misogyny is such a mind fuck in and of the fact that I can say that right now, yet I still, somewhere in the back of my mind, can be like, are you, like, stepping out of line? 
-hmm. Like even as even as I'm saying that. Right. Which is crazy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do some of your exes know that certain songs are about them? I, to be honest, I think I have the kind of exes that I, I think they probably think every song is about them. And I'm like, girl, actually nothing is about you. Funny enough. I'm like, you're not even on the album. You're not even a thought in the project. I just feel like I have that kind. Maybe I don't. But, Do you ever yeah. worry though? Like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't put that in because they could think it's about them. Um, so yes, I've started to get out of it recently though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, I think like obviously like internet culture right accessibility is through the roof and Mm -hmm. is crazy and is amazing in a lot of ways um but i always just try to think like would beyonce have taken it out if it came out in 2002 and like the answer is like um beyonce just on those called her would not have so no i'm not going to exactly becky with the good hair i've only i've only learned from her are you single now um, I am, I am very happy and I am, uh, seeing somebody that makes me like really happy and I feel like very appreciated and I don't feel like I've been made to feel, um, small or like I need to make myself smaller to make them comfortable. Dude, that's great. I'm happy yeah. for you. Thanks. Do you have a type? Um, yeah, so, like, I've dated so many people in the same fucking font. Like, if you went through, like, the roster for 2021, like, let me fucking tell you, the people, the boys, the girls, like, they all absolutely were from the same mother and father. <laughs> like, it is crazy. They're all siblings. And they all, like, I could, I will show you, like, where, where's my phone? Can I, I have need, my phone? I need this. 
<laughs> They're all from the same mother and father. Mm-hmm. I okay. love you. This is one person. Which also, this is horrific. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is one person. Wait! No! What? No, 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 no! No, but this is one person, right? Wait, this and his new girl looks like you! Hello. Okay. Wait. And then this what? one <gasps> looks like him! Looks like him. And then. They're brothers, basically. Well, they look. Then currently, well, currently, I also looks like them. I fucking knew something was happening the minute you walked in the fucking door. I was like, "Are you fucking friends or are you fucking? (laughs) What is happening?" And I didn't want to say something. No, no, no. I appreciate that. Oh my god. No, I appreciate that. This makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Everybody. Everybody looks alike. There was like very pretty. I didn't. Very pretty. But I did have, like, I did have a phase also where I was only dating blonde women. Like, you and I absolutely would have kissed. Like, 100%. (laughs) Wait, because that's, like, your character on Sex Lives. Yes, we still can. We can? It's a whole thing. (laughs) The internet's like, do it. (laughs) Do it. No, but yeah. partner's, like, in the fucking room. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. No, but yeah. Please. But it's, like, I did have a phase where it was all people that Why do you think that? I'm, I'm subliminally a method actor. I never thought I would be one of those girls, but I really am. Anything she's going through, I'm going through. I didn't have chlamydia. Um, I but, did. Oh, rip. How has been managing fame and, like, friendships and relationships? Like, how are you dealing with it? The coolest thing is that, like, I just felt so embarrassed for being so sensitive and so emotional as a kid. And now that is literally my job is to talk about how emotional and sensitive I am. And though that is sometimes scary and I still get in my head about it, um, believe it or fucking not, um, I now have like a community of people around me that actually like celebrate that part of me which is very different from how I was viewed as a kid because I was always made fun of or called a ticking time bomb for that and so in a weird way fame has helped me uh I guess it's what a fucking LA sentence of me to say but it is true like it really it really has and I feel very like supported and I also feel very like okay is it weird though like how much attention you're getting do you you is it not phase you at all um i've always loved to make shit about myself so like i'm actually cool with it like so a family member of mine would die and that was like a performance opportunity for me like Like, i can sing at the funeral and i did i was seven and i sang amazing grace going into the ground amazing grace yeah may she rest in peace do you ever get nervous that people are going to group you into the character that you play on sex lives and not focus on who you are individually from that character? I lie awake at night. Okay. I lie awake and I worried about this before I even existed. Like I, 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 I think about the shit all the time. Like I actually, so like for mean girls, like um, Broadway mean girls, not movie mean girls. I almost did not take that job. Like I, said no to that job a couple times because I was so scared. I was like, I don't want to be an actor. Um, I also just to be like super blunt was like, I'm not a good actor at the time. I was like, I'm a terrible actor. Like I'm good at like singing, but um, yeah, I'm always scared of that. I'm all, I think about it constantly. Every conversation that I have is surrounding like, does this put me in too much of this way? Because I have to be seen as this because when I'm not seen as this and I'm not seen as a musician, 
I have a fucking panic attack. How are you different than your character Layton on Sex Lives of College Girls? So personally, like, I think I have pretty sick style. I think Layton has terrible style. Somebody said that, um, what was it? Oh, somebody one time said to me in an interview, and I've never been so moved by a comment ever. They were like, Layton looks like if Nancy Reagan was a lesbian. And I was like, bro, I was like, that is the most accurate shit I've ever heard. Because, by the way, let me be so clear, that would not be a good thing. So we're very different in that way. Um, I fucking hope. Um, yeah, if you ever see me wearing something that you think would be in her closet, come and punch me square in the Right, there's a lot nose. of, like, blazers and, like, turtlenecks? A mock, <laughs> if that. A mock neck? A mock neck, if that, and not in a hot way. I, yeah, it's just, it's just not my personal style. Mm-hmm. It's just not my personal style. I get that. Which also, I've heard time and time again, okay, Renee, but you're an actor on a show. Like, that's kind of the whole point is like playing another character. I'm like, yeah, this is why I was not supposed to be an actor. Right. I'm like, this isn't, I'm, I was not supposed to do this. Do you, <laughs> do you, do you enjoy the show though? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy acting. Mm-hmm. I enjoy playing Leighton. Mm-hmm. I enjoy like having that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy like getting to be with Aaliyah, who is my best friend on set every single day. Like imagine like you have to you have to go to work and you're on set for as many as like 18 hours and yeah. you have to be with your best friend. And so if anything goes wrong, your best friend is there with you because you're in the same situation. That is a godsend. That is fucking great. I do have to wear those tweed sets though. Okay, I love the show, but I fucking love your music. Thanks, dude. Congrats on the release of your new album, Everything to Everyone, Thanks. Deluxe Edition, which is out now. Everybody go listen. Yeah. What is your favorite song on the album and why? My favorite song is In the Kitchen. Me too. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. My favorite song is In the Kitchen. Um, so I started the song in February of 2021 and I was in my house and I was just like at my piano and I started just like playing and I was like basically I was just like getting told a lot that like I wasn't writing deep enough Mm. and as I'm sure you've seen I'm quite feisty so I was like (laughs) yeah so let me fucking go there then like you want it here another one of my favorite songs is too well thanks and I was just wondering yeah are you down to perform today I would be incredibly happy to perform today Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to listen to uh, For the record, our first time ever playing this song. So. Yeah. Okay. Tell me when I am allowed to begin you, speaking. You begin whenever you want to begin. Okay. Hey, Daddy. Hi. So here's the thing. We'll do too well. Okay. For you. Yep. Thank you. Only for you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, first. Too well. Let's run it up. Go, girl. Today I woke up in a good mood for once The first time in six months I don't hate you as much You weren't there in my dreams I could finally sleep It felt good but it sucks I don't hate you as much It's easier holding a grudge I'd rather be angry than crushed I'm doing too much I'm back where I started again Crying and calling my friends This shit never ends I get so sick of myself Can't stop overthinking 
I heard your happy song well, but I don't forget too well. I get so sick of myself, can't stop reminiscing. I heard your happy song well, but I don't forget too well. I still see your face, I hate hearing your name What a wreck, what a shame, I'm replaying that day You called me at eight, two weeks on a break Just to ask for more space, you're my biggest mistake It's easier holding a grudge, I'd rather be angry than crushed I'm doing too much I'm back where I started again Crying and calling my friends, this shit never ends I get so sick of myself Can't stop overthinking I heard your happy songs But I don't forget too well I get so sick of myself Can't stop reminiscing I heard your happy songs But I don't forget too well I get so sick of myself Can't stop overthinking I heard your happy song well But I'm with Alex Cooper on Call Her Daddy And I don't give a fuck where the fuck you are, motherfucker This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. Are we ready? Right. I'm good. Whenever you guys are ready. Okay. This is Bruises. Um, I don't know if you even know why this song is written, and I will reveal myself right now. Please. Um, so Bruises, obviously I will do it, but it's a very um, sentimental song about feeling like all my friends make fun of me. Hmm. The origin story of Bruises... Babe, I'm so sorry. The origin story <laughs> of Bruises is because... I was seeing this girl, and <laughs> I was staying in my friend Thomas's apartment in New York, and I basically said to Thomas, I was like, guess what I did? And he was like, what? And I was like, I fucked her on your couch. But I thought, you got to understand that I didn't go to college. So I thought, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a bonding moment. Like, you know, if like your friends are like in college, like if, if my friend came to me and was like, I like had sex with this person on your couch. I'd be like, oh, ah! I'd be like, tell me how it went. He, that it, it like wasn't received that way, which I now get in hindsight. Like that's super weird. But I just I don't know. I was like I hadn't seen a girl in a while either, and so I was just so excited. I was right. like, ah! I was like, this is so cute. And um, they didn't think that was like funny or cute. And I get that. I really do get it. And so I wrote bruises. <laughs> I know, no, no, no. So they were making fun of me that night. And they were like, Renee, apologize to Thomas. And I was like, guys, what? (laughs) I was like, apologize for what? And they were like, for having sex on his couch. And then saying it in like a confident manner. And I was like, you guys are so mean to me. And I was like, my friends just, they just make so much fun of me. And, And that's why I wrote Bruises. I spent 22 years of my life Trying not to freak out Trying not to be needy 
I go through six different moods at a time. I'm happy then losing my mind. Quick transition to crazy. It's not fair. I've got acetone for veins. I'm so sensitive. Just when touching, I feel pain. All my friends make sweet fun of me. I guess it's funny, but the truth's I bruise easily. And sure, I'm down to be the joke. Metaphorically, though, you could flip me inside out and they would show black, purple, and green. Yeah, I bruise easily. I've spent 365 days and 52 weeks in my brain. Going over the same thing that girl said when we were in fourth grade. I take everything personally. I've always hated that about me. I've tried to be cool and chill, but it's not fair. I've got acetone for veins. I'm so sensitive, just one touch and I feel pain. All my friends make sweet fun of me. I guess it's funny, but the truth I bruise easily. And sure, I'm down to be the joke. Metaphorically, though, you could flip me inside out and they would show black, purple, and green. Yeah, I bruise easily. I bruise, I bruise Black, purple, and green You hurt me, oh I bruise, I bruise easily Please don't fucking swing It hurts me My friends make sweet fun of me But the truth I bruise easily and sure, I'm down to be the joke Metaphorically though You could flip me inside out And they would show Black, purple, and green Yeah, I bruise easily Fuck yes! <laughs> Renee, what the fuck? Thanks Dude, you are so fucking talented. Thanks. I cannot thank you enough for coming on Call Her Daddy. The world is going to lose their shit, but Dude. I was the first one to lose my shit because it's an honor to have you on the show. This is the most fun thing I've done in 25 years, and I'm 23. Oh, stop. This is the best. I love you. Thank you. Dude, thank you. I love you so much. Thank you, princess. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.